0: Hey Dan. Hey Will. Do you know the difference between a hippo and a zippo? <laughs> uh,
1: I feel like I've heard it, but I can't I can't remember.
0: Well, one's pretty heavy, the other's a little lighter.
1: <laughs> 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 I told your uh, I told your Flintstones joke today. Yeah, how'd that go? And the the guy listened to the podcast. Or he listens to the podcast, he's like, Oh, I hope you didn't say that on the podcast. What and do was, you mean? And I was like, Oh, it's Will's joke. He's like, Oh, well, at least he's the one ruining his reputation. And I was like, Hol- hold on.
0: Easy second. fella, who is this
1: guy? This this joke lines up perfectly with what we're trying to do here. We're trying to have a That good, is a
0: grade A I'm classy not, joke. I'm
1: not the one you have to convince,
0: man. I'm with I you. I don't you know what? I don't need to convince anybody of anything. That is a funny joke. And I don't care if you don't like it. I like it. You laughed. Yep. I saw you. I saw you I laugh. I love it. I
1: like it. I'm not arguing with you.
0: Well, what's your point then? Are you saying that not everyone finds me funny? Yeah. That's absurd. <laughs> That's absurd. You get that opinion out of here. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, this is while I talk. I'm Dan Ryan.
0: I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> can that good. stay on the podcast yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm well newer. Uh
1: this is while I talk. Um I was thinking that the 4th of July is like our all-star break too, not that we're all stars, but it is well, I we both took a bit of a well, kind of it a break. You can take
0: halftime and
1: yeah. not feel so bad about it. Yep. Good to get it uh I'm looking forward to some quieter lakes.
0: You know, I would say that this is really like you you take the first half of the season, like you tried a bunch, so many trips from the opener to 4th of July. You try and get as many trips as you can. Mm -hmm. And really, I I would think that you get about as equal amount, maybe a little more, from the 4th of July to the middle of October as you get in that first month and a half of season. Sure. Probably relatively close. Because it's not like you're working every day in August. You're not working every day in September. You're trying to, but right. I don't yeah. know. It's probably got to be fairly close, you know, within within a handful of trips.
1: Yeah, yeah. I so I would
0: I would agree with you. This is this is our halfway point.
1: Yep. Um. So
0: how was your fourth? Dude, it was great. I mean, other than the boiling water, it wasn't it wasn't a bad week at all. Yeah. Um. Fishing was, you know, I started. I started doing the fish catching trips, mm-hmm. dude. That's such a blast, dude. I get it for sure. I went out there, I cut some largies, cut some crappies, cut some big old bluegills, caught a few walleyes. It was fantastic. Yeah, I get why people like it. I get why we do it. I, I'm glad. Thank you for showing me. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's hard to beat it. <laughs> Especially when it's like 90 degrees and like, what am I supposed to do, go pull a nightcrawler collar around and go, you know, try and pull it away from a bunch of perch? <laughs> yeah. No thanks. I'll yeah. take this. So,
1: yeah, it was a great week. How was your week? It was good. Took a couple of days off around the 4th and recovered a little bit, did some family time stuff and got to fish by myself. Oh my gosh. Which was pretty crazy. It's nice. I was fishing a lake that we both like, but don't get to all that often, you know? And uh, the normal, like, guide anxiety stuff was, is always sort of in your head. You know, I was coming around a corner, like, hoping there wasn't a boat on the spot I wanted to stop. And then I was like, doesn't matter. If there's a boat there, it's fine. I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> and then there wasn't. And then I went to the next spot, and I was like, well, where am I going to go if there's not fish here? Like, it's not that big of a deal, dude. There's no fish here. Just, just trying to see where they go are. somewhere else. <laughs> and then I had a spot, like, I think of those days as mostly scouting, and then you pick your, like, guilty pleasure spot, right? Like, where are you going to get a couple bites at the end? Yep. Regardless of how things shake out, where are you going to go to just get a couple and, and feel good about it, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, but what if there's both boat there? <laughs> Doesn't matter, dude. You could just go home. You could just... <laughs> if there was a boat there, you could just go home. And it the day worked out just perfectly. We had a great time, but... Was nice. there anybody out there? Not very many. I was trying to predict a little bit uh, the fourth falling on a Saturday. When was when were we going to be real busy? And Friday. Yeah. It was just the weekend. I think right. a lot of people went home Sunday. Right. Um, I know from my, a few of my buddies' perspective, they like it when it falls on like a Wednesday because then they can justify taking off a Thursday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday, you know, whatever. Right. And if it's not a weekend, it was just a three-day weekend for a lot of people, I think, instead of stretching it into a five-day deal up north. Right.
0: Well, then they can pick a better weekend to go catch walleye. (laughs) Yeah. Have they tried October? (laughs) Highly recommended.
1: Uh, We have a listener named John Lingo. He was my last customer of the season last year, October, like, 28, 29 or something. And he uh, was setting up his trip for this year, thinking maybe a little earlier, but then asked about the end of October, and I was like, sure, dude, I'd totally go. (laughs) And right now, like, he'd send a picture to me holding a walleye and all bundled up like god that looks so comfortable (laughs) you know so i had these guys
0: from missouri and they didn't mind the heat at all they're like yeah this is like early june for this is memorial weekend weather Mm -hmm. i'm like dude this is me dying weather
1: yeah yeah in a lot of years we only get like a week or two of it right and so far we've had two of them so far yeah the, the forecast looks steamy so um, we'll talk about hot weather for sure. What else are we talking about this? Uh,
0: how to, how to be successful is how to set yourself up for success for this time of year. Okay. Um, another, I put the notes towards you, and then you set the computer on it. Sorry, it's okay. Um, how to fish on a budget? How
1: how to set yourself up to be a fisherman on a budget, and specifically walleye fishermen. Said yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, I like that one.
0: And that's all I had wrote down. But we're going to be real specific about it.
1: About the on the budget thing? Yeah. And, of course, we'll do a weekend preview. Yep. And
0: we're going to wing it from there. Wing it.
1: Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com.
0: Dan Ryan, Wilbur, talk about t-shirts ha- right now.
1: I have a whole box of t-shirts, a whole <laughs> box of them. Uh, we got
0: <laughs>
1: I think I did okay on the sizes.
0: Do we have a small?
1: We have uh, kids small, youth small, youth medium, adult small, medium, large, extra large, double XL. Nice. Like, pretty pretty substantial quantities. There we go. So I think we'll be all right. <laughs> I hope folks still want to buy them.
0: <laughs> Elders, send your orders now.
1: We have lots of t-shirts. And as mentioned before, we spiced things up and with, went with a slightly lighter gray than last time.
0: All right, people, chill out. <laughs> All right, keep your jars on. <laughs> um, quick. But key. we do have a warning. Okay, you put these t-shirts on. You're gonna have to beat the ladies off with a stick. <laughs> they just come flocking. It's
1: gonna be in the back of your head though when when you do when things progress. Like are they you, or are they interesting?
0: Ambush predators are gonna be after you. You have to be. You have to be ready. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think is a lot of our little lakes. Is the fish want to be in my water. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they want to be there and they don't want to eat. That's just where they want to be. They right. want to be sitting on weed edges, not eating in large numbers, just all staring at each other. Right. Waiting for dark. Uh, we also
0: had, like, during those times, we had a full moon. Correct. That was certainly yep. a full moon I think period. Full moon
1: was on Friday, I think. Yep. Yep. So they were probably eating real good after dark and that whole deal, and hot and uncomfortable.
0: You know what time after dark is right now? Like, like two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So a couple slow ones on on our little lakes. Leech Lake is like is doing okay. In, in comparison, I took a day off and fished that and could still find some fish, and they weren't super cooperative, but it gave me enough to feel like I could make a trip out of out of it. Uh, and then today, super calm, clear, just picked my lake correctly, and the fish were in more typical 17 to 22, and they were more cooperative. Real
0: calm day-to-day, too.
1: Yeah. So. Even on the little ones, though, like, I'd pay attention to the amount of pressure like one of our little ones that we frequent, those fish are very well known. They get fished real hard for for a twelve hundred acre lake, right? And by pretty good fishermen. So I think the dumb ones are pretty well caught, picked off. Yeah.
0: So you gotta wait till they're uh, more
1: actively feeding, right? <clears throat> Jig wraps and big minnow bite today. First big minnow bite. Fun. Yeah.
0: Fun, fun. Yep. Was it the bigger the better?
1: Uh, there's not super big right now. Mm-hmm. So they were, I was fishing red tails and they, they bit them. Yeah, couldn't make a, couldn't differentiate between if a four incher or five incher was <laughs> important. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Three inch and five incher, whatever. Yeah, jig reps, minnows.
0: few on a night, crawlers still
1: kind of in the mix. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: You and, still have leeches in the boat too?
1: Yep. The leeches, there's, there's still nice leeches Great around, leeches. Um, which is a nice thing to have. Good. Yeah.
0: How about you? I fished yeah. weeds. cut some wallies in, like, five feet of water on 90 degrees and calm days. Yeah. They just... Dude, fish do super weird things when it is hot, hot. Mm-hmm. When their blood starts to boil, it's like their metabolism is so, like, high that they go in there and they just feed. It, it was, as soon as we got there, we started catching walleyes. Right up, like, not up against the bulrushes, but, like, the bulrushes are on three. You jig it away from them, and pop. You would mm. get a bite, right. you know? And it's, I don't know if it's got to do with the shade or if there's oxygen there. Yeah. But the good. water gets hot. They get in, like, they get in kind of tight. Sure. It's weird.
1: Yeah. I don't I would, get it. And there's for sure... a like i view those fish a lot different than the 13 feet of water weed edge fish like totally different oh for sure and i don't like you're yeah i I wondered i feel like i had to clarify that to a group of customers the other day because we spent most of the morning picking on those weed edge 13 feet of water fish um and then i they were not cooperating Cabbage cabbage. Yeah, or you know, like in it a little yep. bit. And those those are different critters for whatever reason. And
0: they, they have totally different feeding habits. hmm But they they fight all the same.
1: Right. Eat all the same. Yep. Yeah. But before. I would
0: definitely say that those fish are more willing to bite at inopportune times for, for than, sure. Than the fish that are sitting on the edges. Yep. Yeah. And and you know, on the deeper ed- on the deeper structures. Yeah. You know, I would, I would dare to classify them as like, okay, those in the weeds fish, those, those have been put in there. So the ones that are sitting on, on those main lake structures are natural fish.
1: Yeah. Or fry maybe.
0: Right. Or fry. A little bit bigger.
1: That's a good point. So that might be the, uh, it might just start. Yeah.
0: Potentially.
1: Yeah. I like it.
0: But what do I, but what do I know? You know? I'm not a biologist.
1: Well, I, yeah, and I did talk to the, I was emailing with the fisheries guys about a couple things, and the dissolved oxygen rates, I think he said, I can't remember the lake, but below 20 feet of water, there was, like, literally no dissolved, like, no That's ocean. where the
0: thermocline started.
1: Well, I think even when there's a thermocline, often there's still oxygen below below it. Right, but to it, some extent. Yeah. Right now, early on, in the, you know, it's not that late in the summer. No oxygen. Dude,
0: this is the beginning of true summer yeah. for the next 40 days, 50 days. Mm-hmm. It's true summer.
1: Yep. So they're they're pretty concerned about, well, not concerned because it's a somewhat natural occurrence, but they expect to see some tulipy whitefish die-offs. And um, there's been some reports of even pike and perch dying off. Dude,
0: muskies and, are dying. Right. Which is kind of scary. So yeah, that's one thing I wanted to bring up because we were, I, we, I mean, we were rode up on here that we were gonna talk about heat and that was a big thing I was concerned about is you know, if if you're if you're out fishing muskies and it's you got eighty five degree surface temps. If you do if you're convinced that you need to go out and catch a muskie, don't take it out of the net. Don't even take a picture of it. Yeah. Leave it in the water. Get those hooks out now. Yeah. And get it back.
1: Yeah, I'm not by no means a muskie expert or or anything, but uh, there's a guy in, in Walker named Captain Phil Bowerly. He's a great muskie fisherman. And he just said, I'm not not going to do it. If it's over 80 degrees, I'm not taking people muskie fishing. And then Pete Mena, who is a, a very big musky right. name, he said the same thing. Like, don't do it. If you, if you really care about it, don't catch one if it's over 80, if the water temp's over 80 degrees. Which is a hard thing to ask of people, but Especially if you've got three days to fish or yeah. five days to fish. Right. But they, then they they're, they said the same, or Pete Maynes said the same thing. If you are absolutely dead set on musky fishing, that fish should never come out of the water. Every Everything should happen in the net. and then uh, Don't even take a
0: picture. Take a picture of it in the net. If you mm-hmm. need to take a picture with it, you get in the water. <laughs> Dude, there's no reason. If The water's 80 degrees. Get in the freaking water. <laughs> The fish staying alive is more important than you staying dry. Yeah, yeah. It feels good to get in there. Right.
1: And, you know, I'm sure there will be some folks who say, hey, it's just a fish, but it ta- it's a fish that it's takes a... It's a minimum 15-year-old fish. Yeah, it takes a long time to grow those fish. So, I'm with them. I was even nervous about catching big walleye. I, the, my morning started with a double. It was a 26 and a half and a 19. <laughs> and the, I netted, or netted the 26 and a half first, and then the 19 was coming up, and I was like in a pretty big pickle because I didn't want that thing out of the water. Hey, right, you didn't want to
0: come up and over yeah. put it in. Yep. Because yep. you were going to double
1: scoop them, right? Well, I didn't know what to do, so I ended up just grabbing the 26 and a half out of the, out of the net, netted the 19, dumped the 19. Put the 26 and a half back in the water, had the discussion about what we were doing, picture and put the 26 and a half back in. Four 19's just flopping around baking.
0: <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Your dinner. Your dinner now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, next thing um we want to talk about is how can I be successful this time of year on the Long Valeria Lakes? I can't believe you're struggling with this. <laughs> the the old Dan Ryan would have said, Jigger wraps. J- 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 just just bring just bring a lot of Jigger wraps. Jigger, pr- do You have number 7 parrot? Do you have a number 7 parrot? Jigger wrap. That's that, uh, my name's Dan Ryan and I approve this message. Jig jig <laughs> jig wraps. Jig jig wraps.
1: Yeah. I mean it. That certainly helps for sure. <laughs> I I don't there's just a lot that goes into it. Like if you you got an insight into what I was trying to do for this trip this morning, which involved a lake I hadn't fished this this year. So I At was, all? Uh uh-uh. uh.
0: You haven't been out there at all? Mm-mm. It's like three miles from your house.
1: Hey, come on. Either people are gonna five off miles which lake, to... which lake I was fishing or where I live. I don't <laughs> want either of those things to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just one that I knew the fish were less pressured which I do think is making a difference on our top five lakes. Mm-hmm. And even leech, you know, you don't think about pressured fish, but you can have pressured schools, certainly. And I'm, I'm real responsible for one in particular. I pick on them all the time. Kind of just wish they'd leave. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just there. They're there. Um, and uh, kind of a little bit stained, deeper water. And part of it, I think, is just me fishing some memories or trends or habits over the, the years. That lake has treated me pretty well when the other ones don't.
0: So well, That's yeah. good. Um, what kind of
1: tactics are you throwing at them? Jig wrapping.
0: Weird. Big Weird. i learning
1: through the uh, colors in the jig wrap world and the sizes. I told Carl that I caught 20 yesterday on a uh, size 11 jig wrap. He said he caught 19, so I said I caught 20. <laughs> so hopefully he's like he's scouring, scouring the 18, internet yeah, for number 11s. So <laughs> I said they wouldn't touch a nine. <laughs> um, live bait rigging, uh, big minnows, crawlers. Are still pulling luchies. spinners at all? Not on the little ones. The little ones, I, people bring up new tactics and why I don't do new tactics. And part of it is that how our fish... Uh, how they live out here? They live in little pods on little spots. I can't can't pull spinners on any of the fish. I was maybe one spot today. I fished. I could have. They're they're on a spot the size of the porch. Wouldn't you, this is a pretty normal thing. For is this our,
0: like your like tried and true home spot? A couple of them. Num- number one number spot one is this. Yeah. Yep. Um, if they lived on the few outside boulders as well. You could pull spinners, but if they're home to like the center yeah. of that area, this is this is it.
1: Yeah. So I think you gotta go s- slow. I don't know. Could be wrong. But
0: well, you did pretty dang good yeah, for today. Pretty good
1: day today. Man, if we had the, we lost a bunch. I lost. I had two come unbuckled on jig wraps right at the, the boat, and then probably three other where you get just just a bend in your rod, and then they're off which makes me think about like their level of aggression and how you can measure their level of aggression a little bit with how they're how they're hitting at a jig wrap. I don't know but I I don't know you just got me you got me going now dude there's
0: there's a lot of unanswered questions especially with that cuz it's a relatively new technique it's not new but, but it's
1: relatively new. They also, I definitely feel them, like, slap at it sometimes. You know where you get a tick, and then you're like, here we go. And, yep, and nothing. nothing. Yep. And they definitely slap at it. Come at it, it yep. and miss. Yep.
0: Yep. You ever think that those walleyes need, like, bifocals? <laughs> like, if Ben Franklin was down there, he'd
1: have that shit figured out. <laughs> They're the, like, the foggy-eyed ones, you <laughs> know, and everyone's trying to catch one that's sort of fogged up. <laughs> Cataract surgery or something. (laughs) Uh.
0: This episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you by Woman Lake Lodge. I was just at Woman Lake Lodge. Uh, I had a trip through there. Uh, The great thing about it was the guests I had got all their amenities from the resort store. They went up there the night before. They got themselves some nice Woman Lake Lodge clothing. Uh, they went there right away in the morning, got themselves some Woman Lake Lodge donuts. Uh, really some happy campers. Uh, if you're looking for a place to stay in the Longville area, go ahead and book yourself a trip at Woman Lake Lodge in Longville, Minnesota.
1: The flashy stuff tends to be more expensive. Right, but really, all you really... all we most of what i use is in the terminal tackle section. most of it is under 4 dollars a package. right. right. barrel swivels are 99 cents. you have like um, you need a, a 110 yards of Floral fluorocarbon. fluorocarbon will make it 6.99. yeah, and it'll make it through your whole season for sure. easy. um so terminal tackle, having the right terminal tackle and uh, Like, really breaking it down. Like, I would, if you really wanted to do this, you would make a shopping list. Before you got outfitted, you would make a shopping list before you go in there, and then just like you're going to the grocery store, you'd select what's on your shopping list and not get stuck in the crankbait section of Right. I can tell you most of my wasted money on walleye fishing is in crankbaits. You mean those two boxes you have full of crankbaits that don't see the sunlight? I I actually trolled a little bit yesterday. Did you? I'm just bad at it, dude. (laughs) Fucks me. The whole time I was like, I need to have, I need to to ask Dylan Mackey a thousand questions about how to do this. Question number one. (laughs) Why are you the way that you are? Hey, Dylan, do you have seven hours that you can talk to me about crankbait fishing? Question number two. How dare you? (laughs) Terminal tackle. Angle cooler, or or a thoughtful way to keep to keep your right
0: aerated cooler,
1: aerated cooler, um, and being uh wise about your bait consumption, like you, how many minnows do you really need, and that can especially this time this time of year for sure, um. I know if, if you listen to us on like, the first couple weeks, you're like, don't worry about your minnows. Buy seven dozen minnows right. every time you go buy a bait stick. When
0: it can be unbelievable lights out, you have to have everything. Yeah. But it's, this time of year, we kind of know what our capacity is. Right. So you have to match the capacity. Yeah. Catching 15 walleyes doesn't take a lot of money. Right. That's our capacity right now.
1: Right. Not that bad. Good terminal tackle, good thoughtful plan for, like, know how to do three things well. Like, how can you outfit yourself to do three things well that don't involve crankbaits? What would your three things be? I'd be able to live bait rig. I'd have a selection of jigs in a variety of sizes from a sixteenth ounce up to uh, a quarter. And I would only buy them in two colors.
0: Would one of them be Parrot?
1: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see what else. What else? Dang it! Chicken Do You want me to say jigging that's rats? That's what
0: you would do. That's what you would personally do. They do
1: last a long time.
0: And as, as long as you're not fishing rock,
1: yeah, pff, you're good to go. Yeah. That that'd be it. That's my that's my take. It's a hard one.
0: That's not bad at all. You did a great job.
1: Okay. What would you say?
0: Well, I guess I would go do like I instead of doing the, the supply run like you did, I would do more of the planning of it. Like, So if I'm going on a budget, I would say, okay, I want to go to some sort of a campground to go fishing. right? Okay. I would look for lakes that have a good campsite, good sure. camping area. Yeah. And I would do my research beforehand. Mm-hmm. I would go on Minnesota DNR Lake Finder has a great, is a great resource for finding a new fishery. And I'd use Google Maps to help me. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go to a lake that's in a town, but I would definitely look for something that's off, a little bit off the beaten path, something that maybe people aren't going to go to, um, and see if those lakes have a campground. Just know
1: exactly which Yeah, well, you're I, that's about. the
0: place I would go to. <laughs> Nick Linder knows too. Dude, that, that guy has got it made from here on out for the rest of his life because he figured that out. I can
1: name one. Pike Bay has a great campground. Right. Tons of walleyes in Pike Bay.
0: There's a bazillion walleyes Mm -hmm. in Pike Bay. 15 inchers. Right. Cookie cutter. Perfect. Yeah. You guys are going to eat every day. And if the walleyes don't bite, you're going to catch 12 inch rock bass. (laughs) And you're going to have a great time. (laughs)
1: But. I like that. I like that approach. Like instead of, I was taking the very targeted tackle shop approach and you're taking a. Fish and trip approach. I like it. Yeah. Fish and well, trip on a budget. Do you want
0: to hear the same thing twice or do you want to hear something else?
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were going to just repeat yourself. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I would, I've would. i been known to do that, though. Um, so I would definitely do a little research before you go. Um, and don't be afraid to call a tackle Sure, shop. Sure, yeah. um, sure. That would help you out a, a ton. Uh, especially if you're walleye oriented, oriented, um, and then another thing I'd look at is you don't want to go up there with, you know, your Shakespeare, you know, combos. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have something that's worthwhile that you can feel something with. Um, you know, even if so, a great starter rod, especially if you don't want to spend a ton of money, would be like a Fenwick Eagle. Get a Fenwick Eagle; it's sixty bucks. You could put a reel on there, and make it a hundred dollar combo, real easy. Sure. Um, that way you have something that's actually worth fishing with. Yeah. You don't want to be up there with your, you know, fishing with Some something. That's,
1: regret, because you're feeling like you're missing fish because you're. You right. Rods. That would not be fun.
0: No, you spend all the time and effort. Getting there, mm-hmm. and then just to get there to fall short. Right. I don't like that at all. Yeah. So. Get yourself a nice rod, something you could feel with. Even a lightning rod—that's forty bucks—that can feel something a lot better than a thirty-dollar combo will. Right. So, um, that's what I would—that's what I would say. Do some homework. Ask some people. Ask for help. There's tons of people who fish all over this state. So just yeah. do that,
1: like and you'll have a good time. You thought that did, you thought this up on your own? Mm-hmm.
0: That's a good one. Thank you.
1: I'd like to. Maybe revisit it some other time, maybe next season, and give ourselves, like, a $500 budget, right?
0: And see what we come up with
1: on a list? Yeah. Like, you got 500 bucks. How are you going to spend that 500 bucks?
0: Not too shabby.
1: Not too shabby.
0: Hot and tots. Ask Carl. <laughs> you got to have hot and tots, Carl. That's going to start up this week.
1: <laughs> That's what I was trolling.
0: Were you? Yeah. And you oh, didn't catch anything? No. Unbelievable.
1: Pulled a long, long stretch. And I was like, this is going this is going great. I think, I mean, if there's one down here, I'm going to catch it, I think. And then I looked back and just a hot and todd skipping the surface. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I had been, the rod was pretty lined up with the sun. So I'd been watching my rod handle. And it looked like it was shaking. It was shaking because of the outboard, right? I was like, yeah, it's running good. It's running true. And then, no, it wasn't. (laughs) How long had it been? Had it been like that for three quarters of your run? Oh, probably 20 minutes. Because I was also scouting, right? I was looking at a part of the lake. I'm surprised you didn't catch a stinking bird. (laughs) I was looking at a part of the lake that I'd never seen, so I was focused on the graph a little bit.
0: See? Oh, I got one. You pick it up, and here it is. 20 feet above sea level. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> Them things are not afraid to just grab something. Um, let's take another break. Okay.
1: This week's episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you by the Muskie House in Longville. Obviously, you've heard that the Muskie House is a warrior dealer, premier pontoons, port docks docks, and lifts. But besides that, they also have a great selection of used pontoons, fishing boats, ski boats, so I would check out their used inventory if you are in the market. We're doing the Saw Guy series. Dude. The
0: Saw Guy series, Dan, you're up for a Saw Guy series.
1: All right, one last refresher in case you haven't heard the Saw Guy series. We like to do it at the end of the episode so people can bail if they don't like it. Right. But we take a little time to bash on our fishing buddies.
0: So we've done Matt Holmgren, yep, these- Eric Rudd, which was fairly weak. Um, I mean, his nickname for me is Dummy. <laughs> so I feel like I should have maybe brought up something a little better. But i got to keep it PG, at yeah. least PG-13. I hear ya.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I'm going to do the same thing with this one. This one's going to be about my buddy, Lee Clancy, um, who is the one exception to the shirtless rule. So my rule in the fishing world is if you see... You know, you're always paying attention to where other boats are and what they're doing. If they don't have their shirts on, you do not need to pay attention <laughs> to what they're doing. <laughs> In general, I don't think you really trust where, where a shirtless dude is fishing. Lee Clancy would be the exception. Wherever he is right now, I guarantee you he is sweating his butt off. He's wishing he's he was shirtless. Yep. So he's got a shirt off. <laughs> anyway, this uh, was three or four years ago. Up on Cass Lake, it was Matt. They, they share a birthday. They were both born on June seventeenth, which is uh, annoying because uh, they're <laughs> always like giving each other high fives and stuff.
0: <laughs> they both drive Toyota Tundras. Actually, all four of us drive yeah, Toyota, Toyota Tundras <laughs> now. <laughs> uh,
1: and the, June seventeenth is usually when the Mayflies hatch on on um, each. So I remember their birthday because it's just, like, oh, it's uh, really annoying. Great. So they were up on cast, and I was driving up after a trip. I got to uh, the green cabin at, like, 9 o'clock at night or something. Uh, there was a pretty big moon so we were planning on home so They'd been fishing all day, and I got to the cabin, walked down to the dock, and they were going to come pick me up. And it was just a beautiful night, just super calm, clear, just sitting there, peace and quiet, just enjoying it myself. Right, I'm going to get to hang out with my two buddies. And I see uh, around the east side of Star Island, which is probably like a mile and a half from Holmgren's cabin. I see the bow light come around the east side of the island, and I swear, as soon as I could see the bow light, I could hear
0: Dan, <laughs> Dan, we're coming, <cold>! Dan. <laughs>
1: So they're driving 30 miles an hour. They've got a mile. So that's two minutes at least. They've got a mile, mile and a half of water to cover. And the whole time I can hear Lee just screaming, We're coming, Dad! <laughs> so they finally pull in And enough. it's like, it's dark, dark.
0: dark People dark. are sleeping. <laughs> yeah.
1: They finally pull up to the dock and I turn my headlamp on. And it's pitch dark, 72 degrees. And Lee Clancy is standing in the front of the boat, shirtless, just dripping sweat. <laughs> just dripping sweat.
0: After a, after a five-minute boat ride.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and Holmgren pulls up next to the dock to pull me up, and I can just see he's had, like, one heck of a day with Lee Clancy, right? Birthday, birthday weekend, I pass later. <laughs> Dad, did you're, you're, did you're now
0: me. the responsible one. <laughs>
1: He gives me, like, the pat on the back that, like, just about knocks me out of the boat. You know, he's a big dude. And he's not little. Good to see you, buddy. Let's go catch some walleye.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why. So we talked about his spirit walleye. Uh, it's just a grungy, grungy old man. Yeah, who's sweating in 45-degree water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's the only sweaty walleye out there. <laughs> uh, great. Oh, that's funny. a pretty that... good fun story. I did check my phone to make sure his wife hadn't sent me, like, an emergency text message. Like, have you heard from my husband? He'd have made that up. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. Love you, Lee. Um, we can preview. You're going to Leach tomorrow. I'm going to
0: Leach. Uh, I got a morning... Morning walleye trip. I think I'm gonna pull some spinners out there. That's what my main plan is. I'm gonna pull spinners. Then, if I see some cooperative fish that I think are gonna be cooperative, I'm gonna pull some Lindy rigs on them. And then I'm gonna have a couple jig wrap, jig wrap rods ready, just in case. You know, if we're rigging, I'll throw a jig and wrap around. Sure. So,
1: that's my that's my plan for that. I like your spinner fortitude. I would have, you've made it longer than I would have thought you would have. Dude, they're they catch fish yeah
0: um and they're really easy um to to for as far as a guide perspective you put them in the rod holder right um it's it's really a it's really an easy way for me to go about it no nonsense just put them in there put them at 30 feet of line and let's go sure um hopefully we don't screw it up That's what that's the hardest spin, The hardest part. Hopefully we don't screw this sucker up. But that's I, I yeah. And then I've got a musky trip in the morning. Hopefully the water temperature cools has cooled down. We had 55. I had 55 degrees this morning. So hopefully air, air temp. Air temp. Mm-hmm. What, what did you have for water temp?
1: Uh, it was just below 80. Yeah. 79.
0: I think in the mornings. I think in the mornings we'll be fine.
1: If we got one of these like potential storms to actually hit us. Especially overnight, we that would do us a lot of favour. Right,
0: it'll it'll cut us by five degrees. Yeah,
1: but we're real dry,
0: real dry. So over at my house, we had we had rain for about fifty. We got about a quarter inch of rain yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I know it was dry as a bone here, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. Your garden has got to be suffering. Yeah, just suffering. Mine's flourishing. Mine's flourishing. It's unbelievable. No. Yes, it is. It's It's unreal.
1: You have your garden is bigger, and my garden is far healthier.
0: What do you mean it's far healthier?
1: You planted yours in sand.
0: It's also got like ten
1: bags of Miracle Grow on it.
0: (laughs) If that sucker doesn't grow, I'm gonna be super mad. Super mad.
1: We don't need to compare gardens on the podcast.
0: <laughs> Carl's got another thing to complain oh, about. This was the worst one yet. First
1: baseball now garden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How old are you guys? <laughs> Let's talk about hot and tots.
1: <laughs> Skaters and hot and Tots. I'm uh am on leech tomorrow. Got and then small lakes for the rest of the week. Um I'm I'm uh, Pushing off the, the fish catching trips is today was one where I had it as a plan. I, I was gonna let the walleyes dictate the day as long as they gave me hope that they were gonna bite. I was gonna fish them, and we fished them all morning. So I'm gonna do that again tomorrow, and again the next day, and then we'll we'll see where we're at. Sweet. But um, yeah, I feel like uh, can make it work.
0: The longer that game plan works, the better off you'll
1: be. Yeah. I hope so. The thing is the truth of the matter though, and we've talked about this a lot is the fish catching trips people are happy they like Oh yeah it. so you, I gotta keep that in mind that even though I want to be just chasing walleyes, uh, I built my business largely off of these fish catching trips. People come back to me for that experience.
0: It is truly it, but it is truly inevitable. Like your yeah. your streaks gonna run out. Oh, for sure. Um, just like it did last year. Yeah. Um, where y- you got four weeks where you just have to go catch fish. Yeah. That's just the way it works. Maybe. 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 That's the way it works. I don't know. I hope you're. I hope you prove me wrong, but. Um, the system, the system works. And you're right. the one who taught this to me. I don't know I why know. you're so reluctant to, to to face it. It's a good system. It's fun. You catch fish and you still catch walleyes. I know. It's like you think this is a cop-out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's not a cop-out. You still <laughs> catch walleyes. It is your best bet from next week on. Next week till the first of August. It's your best bet of catching walleyes
1: you're probably right but you might not be (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, i hope i am i hope you can prove it wrong it means you're a far superior walleye fisherman than i am no
1: i just think progress right we want to be making progress and maybe yeah anyway um last little thing I, i i mentioned this last week uh guy from Blue Collar Tackle sent Will and I some jigs and custom poured uh, Lindy Rig weights. Uh, So if you're interested, look them up on Facebook, Blue Collar Tackle. And then uh, just I'll put it out there that if you are a small tackle company and you'd like Will and I to try your stuff, we're happy to do it. Um, You could reach out to us, and uh, we're not going to rep every single thing, but we're happy to try something out, and um, if we like it, we'll use it.
0: Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So you can send us a message. We will always,
0: we will always thank you on here. Oh, for sure. We're very gracious.
1: Yeah. So blue collar tackle on Facebook, and uh, yeah, it's a nice thing to reach out and.
0: We really appreciate it. Really, really
1: appreciate it. Anything else you want to say? Uh, No,
0: I. That's about it for today.
1: Okay. Um.
0: I already told you the difference between a hippo and a zippo, right? Yeah. Uh, then I'm then I'm
1: cleared for the day.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, this is while I talk, I'm Dan. I'm will. Thanks for listening.